Blog Talk Radio. Good uh, afternoon, everyone. This is Deb with Media Night Radio. As everyone knows, I have Riley Bodenstab with me uh, this afternoon, and he is talking about his return to Justified, the uh, wonderful drama on TNT FX. Uh, anyway, Riley has been making a, a name for himself. You may know Riley from his portrayal of Cole Hines on the daytime drama Days of Our Lives, where his character is complicating the love story of JJ and Paige. Fortunately for us, Riley has been seen on the hit FX drama Justified, and this, he is returning with uh, Timothy Oliphant in the role of Derek Waters. Um, be sure to follow Riley Bodenstab on Twitter at Audacious Bode. And view Riley Bodenstab's credits on IMDb. Let's welcome to the show Riley Bodenstab. Hi, Riley. Hi. <laughs> How are Thanks you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing oh, good. How are you doing? Absolutely. Um, good, good. So, exciting news. Your your episode of Justified is airing tonight, um, and you're returning as drug dealer, uh, Derek Waters. How did you prepare for this role, and when did you know they were bringing you back? Uh, I found out right uh, not too long, or I should say not too far out. It was pretty close to that I found out. It was a nice surprise for me. So, um, And then do you mean how did I prepare for this go-around or just in general for the character of Derek? Just, just in general, how, how did you prepare for a drug dealer? <laughs> well, you know, Derek, Derek, kind of a little bit of a, um, he's kind of a people pleaser in a lot of ways, kind of with the best intentions a lot of times. He, he's more kind of sucked in to the game through Loretta's a lot of that season one. You know, there was kind of a sleight of hand almost where, in like, uh, Timothy Oliphant's character was going to have to go out. Um, Loretta because it was Derek's fault and it turns out it was actually Loretta's fault and she's kind of controlling him. I I mean, that's kind of been like Derek's MO and he's kind of there to help kind of showcase and highlight elements of Loretta that are trying to hurt her more, um, you know, more uh, sinister side, if you will, in a sense. (laughs) So he's kind of been good, you know, a good um, character in that and that will bring out these elements in her and kind of showcase for the audience kind of the way she can handle and control situations and whatnot. So from preparation, getting question, I mean, a lot of this, I kind of tried to dive into, like, you know, the things in his life that kind of led him astray and got him down this path and what made him want to be just in a position that was, you know, this vulnerable and and obviously it wasn't going to really lead to or amount to a much for himself. So, you know, you just kind of weave in some elements that happened to him that would kind of allow for this kind of thing to be, you know, acceptable to himself because he just doesn't really have a whole lot else going on for him or anyone else caring or taking care of him in a lot of ways. So. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. it must have, it must have been nice to work on such a respected show in prime time. And the amazing, amazing cast, including Sam Elliott. Tell me about that. Oh, Sam Elliott's incredible. I mean, it's very rare that I get kind of like um, starstruck, you know, working with actors. But <laughs> Sam Elliott is one of those guys that's just like, 
you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is Tombstone. So, and then there's a bunch of others that he's in. So it's just like, to say the least, I got a little bit giddy as a schoolgirl. <laughs> and I was just like talking to him. And I was like, Sam, I got to tell you, you're like one of my, you know, favorite actors and whatnot. And he was cool. He was really cool about it because I normally don't do that. And, you know, you, you, we're all there. We're all professionals. We're all just there to do our job. We're all just people. But he's just such a, like, legend. (laughs) Well, he took it well, I'm sure. Yeah. And, I mean, the entire cast is fantastic. I mean, there's a lot of legends on that show. I remember when I first got to work with Timothy, I was just like, you know, it was was a really rewarding experience. And he had been kind of like somebody that I had always actually followed even early on when I was younger. And he's just got a really, really strong, incredible presence. And I I learned a lot from him. He was very um, generous and kind of like, giving advice and things and helping me through the process of being in prime time. Cause I'd done a couple of small things before that, but that was my first big guest star in prime time. And uh, yeah, he was just really incredible in that way. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, now, uh, also, you know, you don't have enough to do Riley, you know, you're just a slacker. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I keep um, pretty busy. But- <laughs> Um, but you shot a pilot yesterday, Life in Pieces, with notable names as James Brolin, Diane Weiss, Colin Hanks, the brother of Tom Hanks, and and um, I understand you did your scenes with Betsy Brandt, who's from Breaking Bad, Parenthood, and Master of Sex. I did. Yeah. Um, tell us about that experience, and and how was it? Oh, it was. I mean, it was. This was a great experience. Like. So, I mean, I like playing characters across the board. I think one of the reasons I got to play Derek and Cole is because they're such um, highly character um, parts. And I'm really good at, you know, I've always, I've always booked these kind of more interesting, sometimes darker, sometimes not, sometimes, you know, they've just got a lot of layers and a lot of things going on. And I think one of the things where even if they, even if they're just kind of like a, a character that's got like one specific thing. One of the reasons I think I get involved in these things is because I'm able to add a lot of layers because my training, I've just been really fortunate. I really dove into my training really early on. And this was, and comedy is not really a lot different for me in terms of this prep, like the preparation for mm-hmm. it, for the character and the work. But I will say on set comedy is so much fun because everybody's just having a great time and you know, you get to just laugh and play and have fun so it's a lot more, I don't want to say that it's a more positive environment because, you know, I haven't really had a negative experience, a negative environment that I've worked in so far, but it's a lot more um, laid back and easygoing. I mean, everybody's working really hard, but just the nature of the jokes and things just kind of get people at ease, and it's really fun, and everybody was really stellar. I mean, the cast, the crew, it was just really, really fun experience, and everybody just having so much fun playing, laughing, joking around. So I, it was really, uh, really a treat for me. So Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, um, now of course, we know you're on Days of Our Lives, and uh-huh. you are complicating, you are complicating the team love story of JJ and Paige. And what has the audience reaction been to your character since you are coming between these two lovers? Well, it's really, you know, it's really mixed, you know, like um, <laughs> some people are very like pro-JJ and Paige and some people are like, no, 
split them up and, you know, bring, uh, bring Cole in. So it's pretty funny, you know. I mean, that's kind of the nature of these soap operas is there's so many different characters, and it's, it's very fun because you get to kind of play that up. Like, nobody, nobody's picking – I shouldn't – I'm sorry, not nobody, but everybody's picking a different side. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's what's fun in it. It's like there's somebody for everyone to relate to, and you can kind of just kind of get sucked into the drama and figure out which – like the way you want it to go and then it ends up another way or not. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of the nature of entertainment in general and soap operas just really kind of really hone in on that, I feel like. And so it's been fun because it's like everybody's really, um, it's been such a mixed bag, you know? Right. Um, now, what would you say about Cole that people probably don't understand about Cole? Oh, man. Well, Cole, I think... Cole has just a really big heart deep down, I would say. Um, I think that's what's kind of often missed because he um, he's getting into so much trouble. And on the outside, sometimes I think it can easily be, you know, missed that he's, um, you know, he, he's kind of a bit of a troublemaker to a certain extent. And he's kind of caught up in a lot of these situations. But if you, if you look back at the episode, you see a lot of it was never in the ball wasn't really in his court on these things. I mean, he never instigated much of it. You know what I mean? So right. he, he's kind of a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say a victim because Cole's far from a victim, but he's, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to use the word though for lack of a better word at the moment. It's, you know, victim of circumstance. I mean, I don't, okay. I don't really see him as a victim as much, but just being, kind of in these situations based on what's going on around him. Right. You know, and I think that's where a lot of his hatred comes in is a lot of it's not unwarranted in the sense that JJ is the reason he went to jail and to rehab and all these things. And it wouldn't have been for JJ being around. That wouldn't happen to him. So <laughs> I think uh, that at the end of, yeah, I think at the end of the day, he just, he really wants people to like him. And I think getting it back from rehab, that was kind of a big thing. You know, in the, his first episode back, he really talked about kind of where, you know, where he, what he had thought about with his life, where he wanted to go with it. And I, I think he's still trying to stay on that, but it's tough for him because he's kind of caught up in these situations. But ultimately, he's he's really the kind of guy who just, he really just wants to kind of find himself and now, and, and kind of find people to be around him that care about him. And I think he's finally found that in Paige, and that's why he doesn't want to give up on her and let her go. I mean, he obviously is attracted to her and, He's, you know, she she's an incredible person for him to be around, but I don't think he would have dreamed she would have ever been interested in him. And the fact right. that she is kind of like ups the stakes even more. But regardless, whether she was interested in him or not, I think just having a friend and someone who really actually cared about him as a person and looked at him not like, you know, the persona that he supposedly is, but just actually him as a guy. And I think that's kind of changed some of the elements and also showcased things in coal that people don't really see in them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that you have played on um, both daytime and primetime, what did you find was the biggest difference between the two? Uh, the pacing for sure. Pacing is a big, big thing. Um, you know, in the soap world there, the, they shoot so fast and that is a really, really great learning lesson to keep yourself on point. It's kind of like theater in a sense. So one's not good, bad, right, or wrong. It's just different. And, you know, in prime time, there's a lot more kind of like 
there's a lot more um, kind of time and moments that are, you know, really kind of uh, massaged and kind of, uh, you know, almost lived in a little bit, even on set and rehearsals and this and that. Whereas in the soap world, it's almost more like live theater. So, you know, you, you don't get quite, you know, it's not like quite the, the long rehearsal things that you get in theater. So it's not exactly the same, obviously. But it is that kind of like live fire, got to be on point, ready to go thing. So you have to do your work. You got to do your homework and whatnot. And you're doing all these things. But it's just, you know, it's a very just different beast. The other the other big difference I would say is the, like the mechanics, meaning they're like a machine in the soap world. They've, they've really got like get down to a science. And not that the guys in primetime don't, but, you know, a lot of times they're like new crews in primetime where they, you know, the longest they've been together is probably like six or seven years. That's, I mean, that's long for primetime. And yet in the soap right. world, that's like nothing. You know, they've, I think our show's been on 50 plus years. So, I mean, these guys, a lot of them have been there for a long time and they know the system. So it's like, it's literally like being part, like inside of a car engine or something. Just everything moves and fits perfectly together. And it's just kind of like, you know, it just flows. So. Right. Well, uh, do you enjoy playing dark characters? Yeah, I mean, I enjoy playing just characters in general, like I said. <laughs> so, I mean, dark characters aren't... I mean, I think dark characters are just characters that we end up seeing kind of the reality of them. You know what I mean? Like, in any story, you can find the good guy and the bad guy. It's just about who writes the story and the history, right? I mean, there are definitely more good guys... or there. Are, there are definitely some people that are just intrinsically bad people. Um, I've been lucky that I haven't played too many of those uh, in the sense that, <laughs> in the sense to dive into a person like that, you have to ta- tap, tap into a very dark part of yourself. You know what I mean? The person right. that would just do the things that we just wouldn't want to do in life as a good person. So that makes those type of characters difficult. But the other ones where they're just kind of dark and they just reveal the darker part of themselves that everyone else kind of has in them, that's an, that's kind of a fun process, actually, and I enjoy that. And, and, you know, I like all of it because ultimately my job is to come in there and highlight the things and the realities and human character elements of people. And we're all just people, good or bad. And, you know, we all can relate to the to some element in those people. And if, you, and, if, and if you don't showcase that, if you don't highlight it, then it becomes just like this plastic kind of um, stereotype. And you have to really bring the, the truth to it. So I really like that because it's a challenge, number one. And number two, it, you know, it really um, it showcases that the, the, the true craft of acting. So Now, speaking of that, you have a couple of films slated uh, to release uh, in 2015. Both are horror. Um, now, tell us about uh, Vasilla, Valitza. Uh, the, oh, yeah, Valitza. Yeah. And the last vote to Alcatraz. Well, Velisca was a great project to work on. The director um, he has a pretty big following in the YouTube world uh, for horror, and you know he just he he really for a first time feature director. If I'm ninety five percent sure that's his first feature. Um, he might have done some shorts or something before, but I mean again, he knows the language of film from doing all these you know doing this content. And, you know, he really had it down. It was really a pleasure to work with him because he knew the language of horror. There's a lot of horror films you work on where the people are kind of like, you're all learning together, but he really has it and he knows it. So it was really fun to work with him. Um, Tony was just, you know, 
he was just great. He really knew what he wanted. He was very, um, he, he had a very specific artistic eye and in a great way. You know, you just really love it when you, when you work with someone who knows exactly what they want, because ultimately that means they have a vision. Yeah. So that was a really great process. And, you know, I played a, a very dark character in that one. So, you know, you just have to wait <laughs> and see. Murderers. Yeah. So that, that comes, that comes back to the, uh, you know, what we were talking about earlier. And then um, last book. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, the last book to Alcatraz. Now, yeah. what was that experience like? I mean, obviously you were on Alcatraz Island. Were you able to, did they put you in jail cells there? Yeah, that was a pretty incredible experience. Actually, I've got a pretty good story about that. So we were shooting a scene in a jail cell, actually, and it was really creepy because um, we kept hearing these noises. And yeah, and it sounded like at first it was, and it was in the jail cell and they would, they were like locking us in this actual jail cell, which is pretty creepy because, you know, there's all these stories and people tell and whatnot. The guards all have stories about things that have happened to them while they've been on the island at night. And we're there at night when no one's there shooting in places that most people don't even get to see. And, uh, this sound just kept these, like, it was like these, um, like someone talking. And we couldn't figure out who was talking. And we kept, like, you know, going around. There are other people that work on the island at night, you know, keep up maintenance and whatnot. And we'd been doing quiet on set, and we had security running around, just, you know, state troopers with us and stuff on the island. And um, they literally just couldn't find who was making the noises. And it came back to us that they had heard noises coming from this cell before. And, um, in, in and around and outside the cell, and no one could ever explain it. We even picked it up on the on the um, on the sound recording. Boom! So we went and played it back, and you couldn't really hear what it was saying, but you heard these like faint, almost whispers. And it, I mean, to this day, we couldn't figure out what it was. It was the creepiest thing. I'm not really the kind of guy who believes in ghosts, but I will say that was very eerie and weird, and kind of, <laughs> you know, definitely <laughs> added to the uh, fear element that. <laughs> We didn't have to really play up the fear too much. It just kind of came naturally there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it sounds like an amazing experience, but kind of a uh, weird one at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Definitely one of those things where you're like, okay, well, who knows, but I can think about it too much. (laughs) (laughs) Now, on top of everything, Riley, you know, I mean, you're you're involved in a pilot. You're 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 doing, you know, horror movies. You're doing you're doing Days of Our Lives, and now I understand that you went home to Seattle just recently, and I caught you on New Day Northwest in Seattle. Yeah, talking. Oh, absolutely, talking about a project that you were involved in called Queens Entertainment Talent Management. Um, Tell us yeah, about so. That. My- my big part in that is uh, production. So I, I basically I joined forces with them. Um, I've actually had a lot of background in filmmaking. In fact, before I got into acting, a lot of background in filmmaking. I have a, a strong background in filmmaking. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to develop that side of it uh, of myself as well. Before I got into acting, I was actually behind the camera. So my kind of journey in in acting and film and passion for acting and film started behind the camera. And then I fell into acting and engineering school of all places. I never really thought of it as a career filmer acting. 
but uh, kind of long story short, that's what really the acting though is what pulled me down to LA, and I dove into that full like head on. But I also went back to school at night for directing, and then I was producing on the side, and I've been just kind of picking away at it, and it's just been growing slowly, growing slowly, growing. And then when I teamed up with um, uh, my business partner, and we, you know, I I kind of brought my production company into that grouping, it really kind of helped pick things forward a notch. Uh, we had a short film that we shot up in Seattle that went to Cannes a year and a half ago. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, and then we've been shooting some other shorts, and now we're trying to develop some features and some web shows and some pilots. We're kind of, you know, juggling a few balls, trying to see which one kind of takes. I've got a couple passion projects. I've got a couple people that I'm working with that, you know, they have their passion projects. So we're, we're all just kind of picking away at it and just seeing which one kind of goes. Obviously, they need pretty big budget financing. For that, I mean, even on an ultra low budget feature, you're just, you know, it's it's funny. Like, you you forget how much money goes into these films. Yeah. You know, it's like even an ultra low budget feature, which is like two hundred fifty thousand, maybe if you're lucky, you could pull it off for a hundred thousand. I mean, right. that's essentially the price of a condo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's not a small amount of money, and yet that's the smallest budget film you can do. So it's kind of funny when you put it in, you know, context. So it's hard. You know, it's hard to you got to raise the money. You got to get people behind it and passionate about it as you are, and get those things going. So that's kind of the process we're in right now. But we're also shooting some like web series and things um, here in LA and Seattle, and we actually have an office now or a freelancer in New York office there, and so. Yeah, things are going pretty well. I mean, you know, it's funny. It's a lot of people think like, oh, you must not sleep or eat or something. And, you know, the truth is, as an actor, like there's a lot of preparation work to do and things and this and that. But ultimately, like there's a lot of downtime. So it's more just something that it's a part of myself. I I like to work. I don't want to just sit around and, you know, party and be bored and whatnot. Um, And so I just like to pick away at work in projects and productions and I, I try to put my free time and make good use of it. So absolutely. And it seems like the independent uh production companies are becoming, you know, the way it's going. Besides just the big studios, the independent yeah. production companies are really making some really great great things. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely a real split happening where it's like, you know, the studios are fulfilling kind of a very specific need of, um, you know, there, there's a lot of projects that people want to see. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my fanboy projects that I, you know, I'm, I'm, I was an engineering major and I grew up in chess club of all things and stuff. I did all this stuff that people probably wouldn't think of from me. So, I mean, like, I love, I mean, I was a huge Star Wars fan and this and that, and I love all the, like, kind of space movies and stuff and, you know, the occasional comic book movie. You know, and, and you need big budgets to do those kind of projects because they're, they're so immersive and they're, they're these crazy, gigantic worlds. But then there's these other sides of things where it's like almost like plays that have been converted into films and, you know, dialogue and character-driven stuff. And, uh, you know, TV kind of finds the middle zone, I feel like. But in the feature world, then the independent filmmakers kind of then are the ones kind of jumping on top of the, uh, you know, the, the kind of just the character-driven, the... Um, the stuff we can all relate to on a, you know, human level and whatnot. And I think that that's kind of a really good split. It really allows the kind of free market to kind of work its way into, and, you know, the good stories shine through, the good projects, the good producers. And the goal is to just work hard and, 
you know, be high quality. And if people, you know, if people respond to your material, then it'll, it'll make it out there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we want to, we want to thank you for being with us today. It was, it was a wonderful um, pleasure having you and I would love to have you come back. It would be great. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here. So I appreciate um, that. Absolutely. And we look forward to seeing you on the big and small screen on Days and Justified. All right. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> it was Riley uh, Bowdenstadt. And uh, have a great day, everyone. <laughs>